Welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting at republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Monday, December 21, 2020. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. I'd like to remind everyone out there uh, that RBN is listener-supported, folks, so please contribute whatever you can uh, whenever you can, through helping out with the donation. And remember, uh, free speech just can't stay alive without being funded by we the people. And, of course, RBN is the ultimate independent media radio station in the United States. That being said, please help ensure RBN continues broadcasting uncensored content well into the future. Now, we have a uh, few ways, of course. You can always donate. Just go to our website, for one. Uh, PayPal uh, is available on our donate page as, an, as a relatively secure online means of transaction. And a lot of people are pretty familiar, uh, comfortable with, with that, who pay online uh, for some of their purchases. You can, of course, call in if you want to donate by credit or debit card. And that number would be 800-724-2719, extension 3. And then, of course, you can always uh, mail in your donation, a cash, check, money order. You can make that out and mail it to Republic Broadcasting Network, 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. And again, we greatly appreciate it, folks. And no donation is too small, especially during these uh, trying times um, that we're all living through right now with this this tyrannical, anti-scientific lockdown situation right here. Uh, okay, well, we have, uh, well, of course, this being Monday, we have our uh, our Monday uh, co-host uh, from over in the UK joining us, uh, Mr. Paul Edward Stevenson. And uh, I'd like to greet Paul, but also I wanted to greet our, our special guest, but we're having just a, a bit of some technical issues uh, getting him connected here. But Paul, Paul, hello, sir. 
Hi, Richard. It's great to be with you as always. I've been looking forward to the show tonight to be to be with you and our guest, Mike. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we had a couple of technical issues. I think that's Mike calling in now. Isn't it? Yeah. No. Um, merge. I think I can do this. Okay. There. I think we just merged. Uh, Hello. Okay. Yeah. There we can Hello. You Hello. Can you? Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you hear us, Mike? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, excellent. I'm turning off okay, cam- our, all right, yeah, folks, we have our guest uh, connected. It's just a couple of uh, moments of technical issues there, but we're very uh, pleased uh, to have a very special guest with us today, folks. And of course, this being uh, just before Christmas and today, the shortest day of the year, the winter solstice, it is uh, quite quite an honor to have Mr. E. Michael Jones uh, here with us. Hello, Michael. It's great to have you here, sir. Yes, good to be here. Thank you. Excellent. Well, Paul, uh, Paul Edward Stevenson here, my co-host on Mondays, is a lot uh, better acquainted with you, of course, sir. I mean, he's done interviews with you over on uh, over on Revision Media and and elsewhere. So I'll I'll give him the reins, you know, and uh, and let him. Let him conduct most of the interview, sir, and, and we'll open up the phones uh, for the bottom of the hour if you'd like to take some calls. Okay, that's fine with me. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Well, Paul, uh, please, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah. As, as you said, uh, you know, um, it was, it's been my pleasure to have interviewed Mike over several years now. Time sure does fly. I think I first interviewed him around the end of 2015. And uh, his popularity in that time has, has grown exponentially as well. Uh, he is the editor of Culture Wars magazine. Um, he is the author of several books, including Libido Dominandi, uh, Logos Rising, which is his most recent book, Barn Metal, The Slaughter of Cities, Is Notre Dame, or as you guys say over there in the US, Notre Dame, still Catholic. And of course, probably my favorite book, uh, The Jewish Revolutionary Spirit. And up until recently, he was the, the proud possessor of a very successful YouTube channel before they decided to delete it earlier this year. Mike, it's delighted to speak with you again. It's been a, a while since we first spoke just after this lockdown insanity started. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How about you, Paul? How are you doing? Yeah, um, it's it's been a strange year. I, I, you know, I've noticed that you know it, it has been taking its toll on people. I, I mean, I've I, it is very claustrophobic, I must say, and it, it's you know even for people like ourselves, which you know have been discussing. Uh, you know these types of issues of of, of global control and uh, oligarchs uh, being out of control and governments being out of control. It, it, even even for people like ourselves and and people who do shows like this, etc. It's been it's just been unprecedented. Feels you know the uh, the the amount of uh, you know controls that have been brought in. I mean we've just been essentially had christmas cancelled over here and we're having more lockdowns you know it seems like we've had you know we're having more lockdowns than rocky movies at this stage and uh you know so we're in a, what they call tier four uh that basically involves you know the christmas bubble as they call it mixing is prohibited except for christmas day so you can't you can't go to people's houses and family and friends uh, over christmas apart from christmas day and this is all because the uh scientific experts uh, have said that a new variant of coronavirus is out of control. And so they've brought in these restrictions and they're talking that they might have to be kept uh, in place until maybe the spring, until this vaccine is, uh, you know, is, is distributed on mass. And there's more than four, there's more than 40 countries now have banned, 
UK arrivals because, you know, concerns about the, the spread and the speed of this new variant. And there's actually lorries being backed up down in Dover and stuff. I mean, it's, it's really, really crazy because they're, uh, they're sort of they're, they've called for an emergency COBRA meeting being called because they think there's, there's a threat to the, uh, the food supplies. So that's going to be top of the agenda. So it's just really is just staggering, really, what's been going on this year and continues to. Yeah, yeah I think I think that uh, uh, the United States, uh, France, England and Germany are all being punished now for the uprising that took place four years ago. So we're talking about. Donald Trump, uh, Brexit, the yellow vests, and Germany is so so complicated. It's been so uh, down uh, downtrodden. It's impossible to, to link one thing there. But everybody, all of these countries are being punished by the oligarchs for the uprising, and the main vehicle for uh, punishment is the COVID virus. And so, in order to deal with the COVID virus. We have to be able to distinguish between categories of reality and categories of the mind, because the media are always trying to confuse these two things. So if the COVID virus is real, therefore, now, wait a minute, we don't have to go there. Okay, so I'm saying it is real. I'm saying that what we've seen over the past year is playing up something that is real, but nowhere nearly as bad as what they're saying. Okay, and now we've reached a new phase here where the vaccine is available. Now, the vaccine is bad, uh, but that's going to be played down because everything is being orchestrated here for, for political purposes. So we have to understand, be able to distinguish between the realities and the, and the uh, superstructure, this political superstructure is created over these realities for political purposes. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I think I might have lost you just for a quick second there. I'm saying we have to distinguish between categories of the mind and categories of reality. And we are being punished yeah. now because of the uprising, the populist uprising that took place four years ago. Brexit. Yeah, that's an interesting. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what that's what's happening right now. That's an interest. And and we're uh, over here. We still don't know what's going to happen with with the election. Uh, Trump is uh, doubling down every time one of his attempts mm. to get uh, someone to take the cheating in the election seriously. Every time that gets rebuffed over here, he doubles down. He's not leaving. Now the big uh, thing, he's calling for big demonstrations on January 6th, which is when Congress uh, convenes. And at that point, they're going to have to decide whether they're going to accept these, which delegation from the uh, contested states. There are now two delegations, one supporting Trump and one supporting Biden. So the oligarchs have pretty much uh, said that uh, united against Trump. The Supreme Court, uh, the man he appointed now okay, uh, is uh, turned has turned on. John Roberts, Supreme Court Justice, has turned on him. Uh, Mitch McConnell has turned on him. He's the Republican leader of the Senate. So, you know, no one knows, no one knows what's going to happen. But in, even if you don't know what's going to happen in the future, the, the, the parameters are pretty clear. This is the oligarchs versus the people. This is big tech, media, Google versus representative government. We've got people here who want to say it's if we are 
the big tech, if we're the big guy, if we're the New York Times, if we say it, it's true. So we get to de determine who's president and not the legislature. That's what it's been for years now. This is a culmination of that campaign. Well, sir, this has really been uh, quite a wake-up call, I think, for a lot of conservatives in America. I I'm not sure if Paul is maybe uh, having his signal uh, cut out a little bit here. He, uh, I don't know. He, he might have to, to jump back in in a moment here. But... Um, uh, we're we're all still here with you, fine, uh, sir. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I I have to think that this has been a big uh, opportunity, really, for a lot more people to realize how much we've been deceived about uh, fraudulent elections and about how much the corporate media, of course, is um, is biased, you know, regarding their uh, their reporting of pretty much everything. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, you know, the good news is that we've been right all along. The bad news is that. Uh, uh, so what <laughs> if you don't have the political power to enforce your ability to tell the truth, then you're going to be crushed by people who don't care one way or the other. Truth is the opinion of the powerful. That's the message that's coming out of uh, the New York Times, out of uh, 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 Silicon Valley. Uh, is that the case? Uh, that's what Thrasymachus said to, to Socrates. And for 2000 years, people have been trying to fight and say, no, truth is the truth. Truth is important. Uh, the truth of what we're talking about is important. And you just can't override truth by saying, no, we're more powerful than you. Therefore, we get to determine what reality is. Can't do that. We can't permit that to happen. And then, I mean, it's, some people are having trouble just figuring out how much energy to put into um, trying to, well, especially in the independent media. You know, we're trying to report on this election fraud, but then this whole COVID-19 uh, alleged pandemic, sir. I mean, anyone who's been trying to follow the science sees that this is completely for, uh, it seems at this point, multiple ulterior motives. And they don't care at all about the science or else so many things would be done differently. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like, of course, first we had all these riots, you know, with the Black Lives Matter protests this year. And that seemed like a distraction already from people focusing on trying to, you know, just get the truth out there about how this, this lockdown is, is unjust. And, um, and as I say, with, with other intentions in mind, but also with this election, it, it, you know, so um, it's clearly an international motive. It's not just some people think, oh, it's because of this election. But no, I mean, the whole, <clears throat> the whole world is suffering from these lockdowns, sir. And so, I mean, it, it's hard to even see how much, I mean, we've, we, we've, had fraudulent fraudulent elections in the past but nothing on this scale and uh it seems like the u.s though with trump at least would influence other nations to resist the lockdowns potentially he's the only one who seemed to speak up a bit against them um so i guess that's what i see as how the trump campaign relates to the lockdowns but clearly it's it's a more important issue these lockdowns than than even uh what happens in U.S. domestic politics to some extent, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? The lockdowns are part of the attack. They're, they are related to Donald Trump. The lockdowns are part of the attempt to deny him election. All of that chicanery surrounding these mail-in ballots was all based on COVID-19. In other words, uh, what we had here was 
a massive disregarding of any of the safeguards because uh, that are normally associated with elections here in the United States. So basically, if you go to the poll, you have to show some type of identification, uh, a driver's license. Otherwise, you can't vote. Well, all of that was bypassed by the COVID lifting of these regulations with mail-in ballots. And it was the mail-in ballots and all these things that were the ones that turned the election uh, in those uh, crucial states. And it was the main focus of fraud. Now, are we going to be able to deal with that or not? Or not? No, the answer is no, because the mainstream media have consistently denied that there is any cheating, any cheating is going on. They have consistent. They, they, they have reached the point where they do not argue with you anymore. They ban you. We don't have discussion here anymore. We have banning. So it started off, you know, like the anti-Semitism. Anytime someone raises the term anti-Semitism, you're gone. OK, the, 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 the next thing, it becomes COVID. OK, if you disagree with the $15 an hour guy who's the censor at Google, you get banned. Wait a minute. Who what, do these guys have uh, doctorates in medicine? Uh, uh, did, where did they go to medical school? Who gave them the right to ban this type of stuff? They have no expertise. And then you're talking about people who do have the expertise, who have made use of this, the media, because after being shut out from the mainstream media, they go to something like Google, okay, and then they're banned. Well, this, this is intolerable. This leads me to the conclusion is we are being punished. We are being punished. We, most, the majority of the people in the United States, the majority of the people in England, the majority of the people in Europe, we're all being punished for being bad people. What do I mean by bad? By, by, by questioning oligarchic rule. That makes you a bad person. Whatever term they use, you can be a, a conspiracy nut. Uh, they roll out the terms, anti-Semite. Uh, anti-vaxxer, whatever. You are an enemy of the, of, I'm going to say an enemy of the state. That's not true. You're an enemy of the deep state. And you're going to be punished. And that's the simple fact of the matter. Now, are we going to be able to, to, uh, to push back on this thing? Who knows? I'm saying you can't, uh, I'm saying the consciousness is not going to go back. OK, whether whether you get suppressed or not, whether you have a Google uh, uh, whether you have a, a YouTube channel or not, does not change your thoughts. It may it probably confirms your thoughts, because what you were saying to begin with was these people have too much power and they're t they're abusing their power, the power that they got through their control over the Internet and they're abusing it the power that they got through science, whatever you want to call it, they're abusing this power. So the question is, that's not going to change your mind. It'll confirm you. And once it confirms the people in their beliefs, then they won't, they will have an even harder time trying to persuade you of what they're saying. That's the, that's the kind of crisis that we're in right now. Yes. yes. Uh, so what do you think is the best strategy i mean for both of these things really for um regarding trump and uh and this election and also regarding trying to resist the lockdowns i mean 
it, it seems like the corporations are what are, will mostly enforce them. Um, you know, big corporations, big chains across the country don't want to let you in their store. But I mean, as far as the vaccine, they're saying it doesn't stop you from spreading it, even with what they claim is the science there. So it, I, I don't see how they can say, okay, you still have to wear masks even if you get the vaccine, but then suddenly can change you hear their me, mind. Yes, yes, we hear you now, Paul. Uh, yeah, I think it's the same problem, you know, but anyway, it is what it is. Yeah, I think it's probably as a result of living in this this side of the pond rather than where you are, but anyway, I, that's, you right. know. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep things coherent here, and and Michael's just pointing out for us all of the issues. I mean, it seems like people don't want to hear the science, sir, and and they certainly don't want to hear any truth about the election. So it's just hard on both levels to know where we go from here. If if you're talking about uh, the strategy with uh, COVID, the thing you have to keep in mind is that COVID is not as bad as they say it is. And the vaccine is worse than they say it is. Absolutely. That's 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 the fundamental fact here. So every time there's a story of some nurse collapsing, you know, <laughs> within 15 minutes of getting the vaccine. No, no, that's that's not really serious. It's not representative. That's only a small. But don't pay any attention there. OK, now, on the other hand, all of these positive tests that are being uh, 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 presented to us. Oh, well, they're, they're not they're not false positives. Uh, that's real. This, this is the way this thing is being manipulated. So it seems to me that there are certain conclusions that we have to draw here at this point. First of all, the mask, the mask is not a big deal. Who cares? Who cares? For the most part, you don't have to wear one. If someone says you have to put it on to go into a store, okay, what's I'll, I'll put it on to go into your store, okay? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. The big deal is the vaccination, and the, because that can affect you, <laughs> your mask you take it off, you're fine, okay? If you wear it 24 hours a day, you may have anoxia in the brain, but that's not really a big issue. Don't wear it 24 hours a day, but the vaccine could be a big issue. Because vaccines have been notoriously problematic, not just not just COVID. Go all the way back to polio, the polio vaccine in the 1950s. They had a live vaccine. It killed a lot of people. The problem with vaccines is they have a way of killing people. Jonathan Edwards died of a smallpox vaccination. The smallpox vaccinations got uh, mainstreamed in England during the course of the 19th century. And then suddenly in 1871, there was a smallpox outbreak, epidemic outbreak. Well, it, did, it didn't work. Are you talking about, you're talking about the, the famous reformer, uh, Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, the American. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just wondering, because Richard probably doesn't know who he He's a famous uh, Richard. He's a famous, uh, famous Protestant. preacher. The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. preacher who preached uh, sinners in the hands of an angry God in the 18th that, century. That, that's in, it, uh, yeah, yeah. In uh, at Princeton University, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, he died. I I knew I knew a, a guy, a, a doctor in the fifties, Herb Ratner, who talked about how dangerous polio was, polio vaccine was, and he was proved, proven right. So there's a long track record of the dangers mm-hmm. of vaccines uh, that needs to be brought into the equation. That's simply being ignored here. So the crucial issue, as I said, is not going to be face masks. It's going to be vaccines. 
And to what extent are they going to force you to get vaccinated? Because that could be really serious. Well, yeah, that, that was my biggest. That was my biggest body. point, sir. That was my biggest point because right now they're saying you have to wear the masks at least for six months, even after most of the population who's willing to get the vaccine gets it. So then they're, I mean, they're making it clear, you know, that it doesn't. The mask uh, would still be needed for their pseudoscience, at least where the vaccine doesn't stop you from spreading uh, it. We know asymptomatic, you're not going to spread anything anyway, but according to what they're telling us, okay, how can they suddenly then change their narrative after most people get vaccinated, we're wearing masks another six months, and then suddenly they're going to say, you know, you, you, you have to get vaccinated, or even before that, for employers to say you have to get vaccinated when it doesn't impact your ability to spread. I don't understand how they can get away with this at all. That's going to be the next big issue. Can your employer force you to get vaccinated? They're already talking about it. I covered a story three weeks ago in Denmark. It says there's no need to be you know, calling us, accusing us of conspiracy theorists when we started speculating about this three or four months ago. In Denmark, they've already come out with their long list of likely restrictions if you don't take the vaccine, including what you just mentioned about certain jobs that you won't be able to do, you won't be able to fly. Uh, maybe even benefits will be looked at, people on welfare and this type of thing. I mean, this, you know, it's, whenever we first spoke about this, people go, hey, it'll never get that bad. And then I saw that article and I was like, well, what more need do we need of, you know, speculation? There they've just laid it on the table themselves. Well, I think that what we have to say at this point is that uh, uh, if you had COVID, if you've been exposed to it, then you're immune. Yeah, well, the exactly. only thing a vaccination does is give you a small dose so that you build up immunity. Mm. So if they're going to require uh, certificates of vaccination, then they would have to use as a substitute a certificate of immunity. Mm. Certificate, certificate of immunity would mean that you would go and get tested and you would say the, the, the test would say you have antibodies. If you have antibodies to COVID, you don't need a vaccine because well, all the vaccine does is create antibodies. Okay? Exactly. So, yeah. so they cannot, according to their own science, they cannot impose a vaccination-only type of uh, passport on you. If they start pushing in that direction, then you're going to have to say, well, I'm immune. I'm immune. I don't need the vaccine. I've already had the disease. I have antibodies. I've been tested for antibodies, so I don't need it. Now that seems to me the scientific pushback, and if uh, for for this for what's going on here now, if they insist no, it's only a vaccine, or otherwise you can't get on an airplane. Well, then you, that's not right. That's not science. That's political control. Well, that's the problem because it seems that logic and reality and science and good science is irrelevant. It, it, they must know, you know, what they know what they're pushing is BS. And they don't seem to care. It's it's like the result. It's like the results of the election. It's just pure psychological warfare. It's like mass gaslighting, because there's pretty much no coverage of Trump's uh, legitimate claims about voter fraud over there. It's it's just largely accepted over here. For ninety five percent of people, just think, oh, that's just sour grapes from Donald Trump. You have to look really hard on YouTube and other platforms to get some real information about it, and and then you see. 
that the evidence, which is very, very strong evidence, including, including eyewitness testimonies, swearing affidavits to, it's just dismissed. Baseless claims. Journalists coming out, just baseless claims. No evidence. No evidence. It's just right. like, well, what, what the hell is it? Is it and even, they even showed footage. They showed footage of them doing it. Yeah. It's well, quite frightening. I mean, I, I, said, I said before, this is a conflict between representative government and the oligarchs who never liked it to begin with. So I was in uh, Michigan recently. I live in Indiana, just south of Michigan. Michigan, Indiana has a more laissez-faire attitude toward the uh, disease than, than Michigan does. Michigan is notorious for, a lock, for lock, locking down people. You've got th- uh, three women... Uh, who are the most tyrannical uh, government representatives in the United States. Now, maybe that's not true, but they're, they're close, okay? There are lots of tyrannical governors here. But Gretchen Whitmer, um, the Attorney General, Dana Nessel, have basically imposed one of the most rigorous lockdowns in the country on Michigan, or the people of Michigan, okay? It led to an immediate conflict, okay? A barber from Owasso said, I can't cut hair. If I can't cut hair, I can't make a living. I'll wear a mask, but I'm not going to stop cutting hair. She she finds him, and then he goes, takes the case to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court vindicates him, okay? So there, you lost one, Gretchen. I was in uh, Michigan. I gave a speech up there. Uh, I'm in a county up there, uh, and it turns out that the sheriff of that county is not enforcing the law. It's not, I mean, the law, it's not the law. It's, she's not enforcing Gretchen Whitmer's lockdown. Edicts. That's what she's not enforcing. I put this point. All right. Well, we have the uh, bottom of the hour break. We'll, we'll be right back. Uh, stick around, folks. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. 
So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Please view, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stop Terrorism. Please contact us if you or anyone you know who wants to be on our show at thetruthpharmacy at gmail.com. Keep it real. Take the red pill. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. One day we will put it all behind We'll say that was just another time We'll say that was just another day Back, folks, beyond the official narrative, Republic Broadcasting, here with my Monday co-host, Paul Edward Stevenson, and our special guest today, Mr. E. Michael Jones. Now, phones uh, should uh, be open, as I as I said, for the bottom of the hour, in case you'd like to call in, have any comments to hear Mr. Jones's uh, feedback on. That number would be 512-248-8252. And then, of course, if uh, if you uh, are challenged regarding your monthly minutes, uh, the toll-free number would be 800-313-9443. We already have a, a couple callers uh, on the line, uh, folks. If you could then maybe direct your thoughts to our to our guest, uh, E. Michael Jones, and uh, let's hear his uh, feedback as well. First, we have Pat in Texas. Hello, Pat. You're on the air. Hi. Uh- I've heard heard a lot of this, and, and it doesn't do us any good to argue about what the Supreme Court's going to do, uh, because with the homosexuals wanted something. They stood out front before the decision, and, and it's like we took them all for granted. Maybe they didn't like that. I don't know. I just want to say this. 
Uh, tonight, uh, you'll be able to see the Christmas star, but you had to know today. Uh, it'll be all over uh, Canada, but I don't know uh, about Great Britain. But it, it says that uh, it hasn't happened since 800 years, and what it is is a, a Saturn and a Jupiter are so close, they look like one to the naked eye, one, one. And they say uh, in Canada, the people are saying that we'll see it about 45 minutes after dark. But it will be visible all week, but not as uh, like it is tonight, just like one. And I, I don't know, the Bible talks about uh, size of the sky, so I would like to think, I don't know what Jupiter, I don't, I don't know what, Saturn was God of, but, uh, you know, it's happening. So I would like to think that that's kind of like a hopeful thing. It's it's not happened for 800 years. Well, it happened in 2017, but it was in daytime. Nobody could see it. So I just, I wanted to tell y'all that. (laughs) And I'll let you go to your other callers and everything. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right, Pat. Thank well, you. Hopefully it'll be more uh, visible than the church's response to this. I really wanted to ask you about that, Mike. Um, generally, whether it's Catholic Church, Evangelical Church. I mean, uh, are you familiar with Peter Hitchens? He's a yeah. journalist over here. He's, he's been one of the better guys. He, he, you know, he's he's been pushed from sort of being slightly more mainstream to, be, you know, out into more of the fringes. But, you know, I have watched him visi- visibly been angry about this and, and his disgust that the Church of England has been, you know, palpable. He, in fact, he did an article. He said, I will never forgive the church for what they've done and their reaction to this. And And that's how I feel. Because the churches just locked down. They did everything they were told, and then they've been dictated to in the churches what they can do. And I stopped going to the church. I had the pastor of my church on here. I had a debate with him about what the scriptures said about the church's uh, response and the actual legitimate role of governments and stuff. But it made no difference. They made their mind up, you know, to to obey everything no matter what. And they stand for nothing. You know, they literally fall for everything and stand for nothing. And it's very disappointing. And you you kind of feel abandoned. And I know from people calling into the show that they feel the same way. Yeah, I think we have to keep this in context. Uh, and uh, context is what that lady just talked about. Mm. Context is Logos. Uh, way back when, we're, we're celebrating Christmas. Uh, Christmas is the birth of Jesus Christ. It's the incarnation. It's the entry of Logos into human history uh, in, one, in the form of one person. And uh, the, the first um, three non-Hebrews to see Christ were three Iranians or Persians. And the reason they knew to see Christ, the reason they did that, they, ended, they were able to do that, is because they saw a star in the sky. They were astronomers. Uh, they studied the heavens because they thought you could get messages from God by studying the heavens. And it turns out that they were right. Maybe not exactly in the way they thought, because a lot of it was bound up with astrology, which nobody believes in. But the heavens were created by God. And the heavens were used at this point to lead those people. So what did they do? They followed Logos. Uh, They followed the Logos of the heavens, and they followed that star. And that star led them to the Logos incarnate. And that's what we're called to do here. Uh, Follow Logos. Follow the star because it will lead, any type of Logos will lead you to the Logos incarnate. Now, 
these the church uh, was created by Jesus Christ uh, for fallible human beings. And the only people he could use to staff it were those fallible human beings. And the first one was St. Peter, who was the first pope. And he denied Christ three times. Well, that's always the problem we're going to have. We always have these the, the, the church uh, in a weakened position, uh, yeah. incapable of seeing through the facade here, the charade of science, infallible science, and capitulating, capitulating to a science that they really should not capitulate to. So it's been back and forth here. There's been an initial willingness, okay, here in Indiana, to okay, so you got to wear a mask and you got to sit six feet apart. And then the the uh, public health uh, uh, guy here in uh, St. Joseph County said, "Well, we're going to lock down uh, all churches, no church services now until Easter, no Christmas, no nothing, no Easter." Talk to me back then. Well, they finally got pushback from the church, so the bishop said, "No, we're not going to shut down." Now this is the same bishop who comes back and says. Uh, after that happens, you think his eyes would have been open to something here. And then he says, we have a duty to get vaccinated. It's an act of Christian charity to get yeah, vaccinated. Yeah, this, this is the type of narrative we're getting over here. Oh, we've got a duty to the community and everything else. And, you know. Wait, no, wait a minute. No, we don't. No, we don't. So what's the problem here? The problem is that people like this in charge always have difficulty distinguishing between human regulations and the word of God. And they are there to represent, to, to proclaim the word of God. And too often, they don't know that they're proclaiming human regulations instead of it. Or or it doesn't seem to matter because, you know, here I have the pastor of the local church here, and I'm having to point out what the scriptures say. I'm like, who's, who's in the, which job should we ver- reverse roles here, you know? Yes. It's a sad story, but, I mean, what, do you, what are you going to do? It's part of just... If, fallible humanity being put in charge of a divine mission and yeah. they're going to blow it more often than not yes even even the uh current pope uh, seems to be uh cowing down too much to these lockdowns and these forthcoming vaccines i i did notice uh, mr jones there was one a catholic cardinal who was recently mentioned uh, who says yeah, covid19 cardinal burke yeah uh, well, an Italian in early November, an Italian Archbishop and Pope Francis, Pope Francis Foe, as they describe him, yeah, Carlo Pagano, Archbishop Pagano. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, and he's uh, saying COVID nineteen is used to advance godless and murderous agenda, uh, and also to usher in the Great Reset. So yeah. it's well, look, if you're looking for unanimity in the church, you're not going to be able to find it in a vaccine. Well, because there is no infallible mandate here to, to allow the bishop to proclaim something about a vaccine. That's not there. It's not part of faith or morals. It's a prudential judgment that you have to make based on the medical facts. OK, and for the most part, these people are acting without any knowledge of the medical facts. Now, to give you the opposite, uh, we have the bishops of Kenya who after uh, Bill Gates got let in there to give a polio vaccine or something like that, and it turns out that the women ended up being sterilized. Mm. So it, it, the bishop said, do not get vaccinated. So if you're looking for the, to the Catholic Church for a uniform statement on vaccination, you're probably not going to get it. It's not right. going to happen. 
Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's the same guy you're referring I, I, to, well, Richard, I, but I saw Well, here, I have of... a quote. There's another person here, Paul, really quickly. And there's a quote yeah. from uh, this uh, uh, Carlo Vigano uh, saying, mm. a, a global elite that wants to subdue all of humanity, imposing uh, coercive measures with which to drastically limit individual freedoms and those of entire populations. Uh, the purpose of the Great Reset is the imposition of a health dictatorship aiming at the imposition of liberty, liberticidal uh, measures hidden behind tempting promises of ensuring a universal income and canceling individual debt. Uh, Vigano's letter uh, went. And then they mentioned six weeks after that, one of the most powerful Catholics in the United States, uh, Cardinal Raymond Burke. Yeah, has, that's the guy. Yeah, he came out. Yeah, yeah, he, about, yeah. He's, he's, well, they say he kicked it up a notch, slamming secular forces who want to make us slaves to their godless and murderous <laughs> agenda yeah. in, a, in a homily. And there's a tweet from him where he mentions he warns of the dangers of certain forces who are using the cover of COVID-19 to promote that's fear. It. Attack freedom in the family. The Great Reset is the new normal. He, yeah. so he goes on. But we yeah, have a couple a other speech, callers. Yeah. We have a couple other callers to try to get it quickly here, gentlemen. Uh, I, I apologize for the wait. Uh, he's been waiting a while here. Tom in Florida. Hello, sir. You're on with our guest, uh, Mr. E. Michael Jones. Yes, good gentlemen. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all you guys. Um, Thank you. Richard, uh, Michael, and Paul. And Merry Christmas to you guys. And Thank you. Listen, let's get to the uh, real. Let's get to some facts here now, uh, Rich. Um, Richard. Um, first off, uh, before I go to the coronavirus, we're talking about cinnamon. The cinnamon factory in 1918 when they had the cinnamon factory, a lot of guys. Oh wait, speak a little closer to the microphone, Tom. You're not close enough to the microphone. We can't. I can't really hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you hear me now, Richard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Richard. Uh, first off. Uh, you know, they lock, you're locking this country down, but they're open. the borders are wide open. The country's locked down, but the borders are open. You've got all these illegals pouring in here. you got 80,000 anchor babies coming out of China into California alone. Oh, was this on well, yeah, I think this Martin is something and, uh, that I, I, I do think this is a topic that, uh, that Mr. Jones is, is aware of. I mean, it's replacement-level immigration. I mean, the, um, the, the Western civilization and, uh, and the European people of the country are— are certainly under attack with the amount of immigration. Um, Mr. Jones, certainly you've, uh, I don't know, you've looked well, into Richard, this. Rich, can, I, can I finish for a second? Richard, I, I just want to tell yeah. him something, you, you, you Michael. Uh, first off, well, this came out on Breitbart and Newsmax, that over 75,000 Chinese, Chinese alone, voted in the state of Georgia for the Democrat Biden. Uh, the, the, the Chinese are not all, uh, voting Republican like everybody thought. They are, they're voting Democrat because they want the free handouts, okay? Now, another thing I want to talk to Mike about, uh, and I want him to go on to this, and now Paul, too. I want him to go and tell me what's going on with the sickle cell anemia the blacks have. The Jews have a thing called Tysax disease. So when they take this virus, this, this vaccination, these, the people who have this Tysax and the ones that have sickle cell, how, is it, how does it affect them, this uh, new uh, corona vaccine from Pfizer and uh, Maduro, Moderna? I want to know how that's going to affect people who have sickle cell and Tysax disease. And, other, okay. number, and, 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 and those do seem that. like protected classes uh, with, this, uh, with the elites planning this, this uh, new world order. I mean, those are currently protected classes um, yes. of the elites. Yes, that's, so a, that's, that's an interesting point, point you make, Tom. Yes, well, and now of, another thing is... All, I, want, I don't know about Tysax or sickle cell anemia, but now the, uh, the big pharma... Corporations are saying uh, if you have allergies, if you carry an EpiPen, 
don't get vaccinated. Okay, so now they had they had to admit that there was uh, some type of danger here. Now, the problem here is that they have no legal immunity whatsoever. This is what led to the rise of vaccines in the first place. They simply do not have the the uh, hurdles to cover that uh, normal medicine does. So even vaccines with their uh, immunity from this type of prosecution, it takes five years or so for a vaccine to come out. Well, why do you think this is called Operation Warp Speed? Well, because all of those safeguards have been dropped. Now, we are living at a moment of unprecedented lack of trust across the board because of the way we've been lied to so frequently. And now in this moment of lack of trust, they're saying, uh, trust us. We, we, we brought this out in months. Normally it takes years. Uh, there are all kinds of side effects that we are admitting after the fact, after the nurse keels over. Oh, then, by the way, yeah, don't take it if you've got this, that, and the other thing. Well, this is a, a disaster. This is a disaster in the making. And what you have is the media, the same media that were playing up the danger of COVID, exaggerating it, are now playing down the danger of the vaccine. Well, Mike, you know, Michael, I think you, I think you and Paul should go on a, I, I think Michael and Paul should go on a college, university a circuit, and they should go to these universities and get in these auditoriums and let people really know it's all these young kids what's going on because they have been so brainwashed and mindwashed because we don't have men like you guys going to these universities, these college campuses telling the truth. The media can realize that, like Turner said, he who controls the media controls the mind, and you decide, you're going to decide what they, you're going to be deciding what they'll tell you what to think. You understand? So Ted Turner knew that when he started CNN. He knew that. And he's another commie like Jane Fonda and Hanoi Jane and all this. But you know what? The problem with this country right now is these college kids are so mind-washed. They think that immigration is a wonderful thing, that these people are coming here. You're going to compete for their, for them, with them for jobs. You know what? We hear about the new Green New Deal from this Ocasio-Cortez and all these squid squad creeps in Biden. Boy, you're going to have millions of more illegals coming here driving cars. You're going to have millions of more people on the road, millions of more people consuming, consuming, consuming that, that they never had in their own country. And their yeah, country, they didn't have to have. They didn't have yeah, all this a- food over their countries, gasoline yeah. and all this stuff that they're going to want here. Everybody comes here is going to be like a locust. It's well, Tom, as far as the, get- Tom, my, my, my best response, Tom, and I really want to get to the other caller, but I do appreciate your call. I just want to say in my response that, I mean, if you want to really attack the immigration issue and the anti-white agenda, you have to go to the head of the snake. And all of these uh, Jewish organizations of all types and Bill are Gates, the ones Bill at Gates, the top Bill Gates are, is a scumbag. And it, it, Bill Gates is a scumbag. And the Chinese want to take over because they don't believe in God. At the, same time, at the same time, Tom, this, this year, I'm not sure the racial issue is, you know, we have to really focus on, on, on stopping the lockdowns. And you have to really... Um, prioritize, you know, your, your, your energies. I don't know. It's, you know, to constantly focus on only the <laughs> racial component at this moment, it, I don't know. It seems like you'll be neglecting pushing back against these lockdowns and everything that's going to come. The more people are compliant, but I, I, I appreciate your call, Tom. I'd like to hear from you more, more often, actually. Let's go to uh, Laura in Michigan. Thank you for holding Laura. Hello, Mr. Jones. Uh, you probably know what I'm going to say. Uh, the Homeland Security recruits exclusively from Jesuit schools. My late father-in-law graduated from University of Detroit, which is a Jesuit school. His mail came to my house, and the alumni, alumni issue came to the house, 
and it's all about Homeland Security. And to make a long story short, they exclusively recruit from Jesuit schools. I wonder what your comments on that. Well, they, they, they used to say that uh, Notre Dame was one of the prime recruiting areas for uh, the FBI. Uh, Yale used to be, if you wanted to get into the State Department, you had to go to Yale. Uh, and then during the 60s, the Jesuits at Georgetown orchestrated a change in that uh, by supporting the, uh, uh, the government's program for contraception. And as a result, Georgetown got certified as a school where you can go there and end up working for the State Department. So over this period of time, yeah, the Jesuits have gotten in bed with, with the oligarchs. Uh, it's not surprising. I, this is the first time I've heard this about Homeland Security. That sounds pretty kind of low on the totem pole in terms of uh, government jobs, but uh, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Mike, we're talking. Are we well, talking? I, I, I just wanted to mention uh, just uh, that talk I gave. I gave a talk at a college campus in Michigan. It was in Michigan where I gave that talk and they I was banned from the campus. But the students actually invited me to speak at a local restaurant because those people, this is a conservative bastion, Hillsdale College. Conservatism is not addressing the issues. Someone's got to address the real issues. And that's why we've been driven off to the alternative media. So don't hold your breath waiting to get invited to a college campus. But even there. It's happening. I can't believe well, Hillsdale you. wouldn't even let you talk there. Well, thank I'm you, just Laura. Shocked about that too. Well, thank you, Laura. We have uh, a couple other callers uh, built up, but uh, please call again. I, I appreciate Bye. your call. Thank you. Let's Thanks, go Laura. to Let's go to Murr in Wisconsin. Hello, Murr. Hi, hi, Richard and Paul and E Mike. So nice to hear all of you, and thank you for taking my call. I. Um, wanted to say vaccine means cow's blood. Now, is that a clue for you? Hey, I've never worn a mask. I ask the Holy Spirit for guidance, and then I follow without anticipation or expectation. Just do. And so it saved me even more traveling. I very seldom go out. I don't need to. But now I just go to the Amish. And okay. ironically, the... Uh, Amish man there, he was head of the household and running the store, and he was wearing a mask. All right, well, we're, we're almost, uh, we're running out of time, and there's another caller. I'd like to hear E. Michael respond well, He got as well. over Is the fear. He got over the fear because I showed him he could, and because it's all a lie. So that's what we have to keep in perspective here. Just don't even consume their media. Consume the independent media and think for yourself and do your own research. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Bye-bye. yeah. Don't, don't be consumed by the media or the fear. Uh, which is pushing everything. Charles in Florida. Hello, sir. Hi. I'm thrilled to uh, talk to you, Mr. Jones, E. Michael. I've seen you a lot of times on uh, TV, and and, uh, I'd like to tell you that the uh, chief mRNA vaccine's chief ingredient is polyethylene glycol, which is the chief ingredient in Antifreeze. And okay, also and anything else, using... Charles, before we get uh, uh, E. Michael's uh, thoughts on this? I guess, is that all? Maybe we lost him? All right, well, uh, well, if you'd like to respond to any of those callers, or, or all of them, sir, uh, please. Yeah, well, um, caveat emptor. What should I say? 
fear is useless. What is needed is love. We, we just can't let this uh, tyranny of the uh, uh, scientist continue. We have to reassert the role of representative government. So the scientist advises and then the government uh, decides what it's going to be. There's got to be some type of uh, prudential judgment injected into the political process at this point. Because right now it's being completely co-opted by big tech, big pharma, big science, and big media. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, have they overreached, Mike? I think that that's always the case here. That's the way God moves in human history. The people, uh, the the wicked overreach, and uh, they create a reaction. Yeah. So all of these people are now aware of. Uh, the dangers of vaccines in a way that they weren't before they tried to uh, impose this on us. Yeah, I do think, it again, it's waking up a lot of people. We have about two minutes left, gentlemen, so I'd love to hear your final thoughts, uh, Mr. Jones. And and, and Paul, if there's anything else uh, in particular you'd like to to ask for uh, uh, E. Michael to comment on. I was going to ask him one thing. Out of all the books you've written, which, which of them most pertains to this type of situation that we're in now? Logos Rising. Because it deals with the whole how how science replaced logos in human history. Yeah, that, that's that's what happened. That's what we're living under right now. We yeah. every time you have two scientists giving you two contradictory judgments, you have to use reason to adjudicate between those judgments. So reason logos trumps science. That's what that's what we have to understand now. Great. That's a great way to end it. And uh, yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on, Mike. It's great, uh, as always, to speak to you. And I hopefully won't leave it as long. Maybe get you over on Revision Media on the on my, my other radio show uh, and if you're and if it, you're available. And Culture Wars, uh, uh, the website. Again, Go to uh, culturewars.com. Uh, Logos Rising is available now there. there, And all of my other books are available at culturewars.com. Well, we'd love to have you back on RBN uh, more. Oh, well, uh, soon uh once again and and maybe kind of regularly with paul uh, it's been an honor sir thank you thank you thank you Thanks, merry Mike. Christmas. yeah merry christmas yeah merry christmas okay well very nice it was very nice uh okay paul well uh yeah i guess we're just about at the end of the show uh yeah um uh, merry christmas to you as well of course and we'll we'll talk to you uh uh next monday you'll be back Thanks. with us uh, yeah, and back on Revision Media on Wednesday. And if you want to check out my YouTube videos, including with Mike, it's Paul Edward Stevenson. I've done several interviews with him over the last few years, so you can ch- uh, check them out there, you know. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Folks, do check those out as well, then. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. Uh, it's a pleasure having our guest on. And let's stick around for Dr. Patrick Slattery with National Bugle Radio. Do support RBN, folks. Uh, we really could use the help, and being the end of the year, it definitely would help keep keep everything running here. And we will speak again soon. Transcend the construct, regardless. Oh. 
homeowners. Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 